This is Eric Blauer, episode three today of the Pulpit and Pew podcast, and I'm interviewing Liella Blauer. Hello. We are discussing um, the matter of faith and work, and we have a number of questions that we're going to ask her. And why don't we just start by you telling us where you work and what you do at your work. Yes, I work at a physical rehab hospital. So I work in the healthcare industry. I am an administrative assistant, uh, mainly to the chief medical officer and the chief nursing officer, as well as whoever else needs support. Um, so yeah, the healthcare industry is where I've been working full-time for 12 years. Do you work full-time? I do work full-time. Um, prior to that 12-year mark, I was part-time, four days a week for probably four years. And then prior to that, odd jobs. My main job was being a mom. So I would work odd jobs here and there a few hours a week to supplement. So full, full-time full career didn't happen until 12 years ago. How long have you been a Christian? Since I was four years old, I am almost 50. <laughs> so my, my whole life, basically. We'll add up the, the, the numbers there. Yeah, so a long time. Yeah. Okay, so before we go to question number one, just kind of set um, the stage a little bit for people that might be listening to this for the first time. We're discussing, uh, me and Patrick Reed, and um, who's my other co-host but isn't here today, We've been discussing the challenges that Christians often face, uh, trying to figure out how to connect their faith with the workplace, and particularly the issues of how do we take what is taught from the pulpit and take that as people who are in the pew and put that into practice at work, and where are some of the disconnects and challenges of that. One of the things that we've brought up in previous episodes is this idea sometimes within some churches and some people's Christian upbringing, uh, the view that maybe God's first string and most most um, uh, highest calling maybe, or that God's best intention for everybody would be this idea that they should go into uh, church ministry or missions abroad, that for the Christian the, 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 the first level or the best level of serving God is if you choose to do that kind of work. Somewhere in people's church experience, that seems to be a familiar kind of conclusion that a lot of people have. So we've been discussing, what about people who don't choose to go in that direction particularly, but feel like their gifts and talents are directed towards somewhere in the business field or um, somewhere else other than particularly Christian ministry in a church or in Christian missions. So some of these questions are kind of geared towards that. And the first one of those questions is, shouldn't everyone be pastors? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? How do you address this question? So, you know, basically, if if the assumption is everyone should be in ministry, church ministry or missions, um, what do you think about that, and how would you respond to that question? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Everybody should be, <laughs> says my pastor's daughter, younger self. Absolutely. That was the highest calling 
uh, underscore highlight oh love jesus with your whole heart you half-hearted lukewarm christian you be in ministry of course um no seriously my adult self sees that that's just plain ridiculous but i i did hear that language growing up that that was the quote highest calling was to be in some form of ministry pastor evangelist missionary whatever that was that was the highest i don't believe that now um, and, and nor do I believe it's scriptural. I think scripture is pretty clear that the office of pastor is an office amongst other things. Um, so no, of course, everyone it, it can't be, shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't be, highlight, <laughs> a pastor. That's my adult answer. <laughs> okay, so, so maybe not, maybe not a pastor, like, but, but do, did you think maybe in the previous place before you change your thinking in this which I'll ask that in a second but was your view that it was it, as a woman it was, uh, was that an option be a pastor or I mean what did full-time ministry like was you've become a Christian if you become a Christian are you supposed to go into full-time ministry because hey the gospel is the most important thing Christians should be out there telling people about Jesus because he might come back anytime and so time is short so why would Christians be spending their lives doing other things instead of devoting themselves like all the Bible people to ministry and gospel work and missions yeah so whether perceived or real I think there was a combination of both I, I would say yes that absolutely was um the most urgent thing that your mind should be on was that Christ was coming, people were going to hell, and you need to spend every waking moment trying to save them from the flames and fire of hell. <laughs> and that was the the thing that you should aim everything you did towards, whether that be going to the grocery store, buying milk, and saving your neighbor in line. <laughs> that was like supposed to be the ultimate thing. Or you have kids so that you had more people to share the gospel. Or you sold everything you had and you're gonna do uh, you know missions in India or whatever that was that was the trophy that was the prize that was the main uh, focus of people who truly love the Lord again some of that I'm sure is my perception growing up in the church and in that chapter I'm referring to is when I was younger probably grade school maybe some junior high but definitely grade school uh, there was a lot of focus on missions a lot of focus on uh, being prepared, that you're called, that you're chosen, um, that sort of language was, was used a lot. So where did you encounter that kind of, where were you hearing that? Where? Give me an example of where that you remember that specifically. Was it sermons? Was it um, yeah. some other? So a little bit on sermons. I, my father was the pastor, so not, not a lot of not a lot of it there. Mostly it would be in like rallies. So larger, a like a citywide meeting or a statewide meeting that would have kids or teens my age. Uh, that's where that language was used a lot. There would be an altar call to come forward to dedicate your life to ministry. And there, it was usually a ton, a ton of kids that would do that. Never dedication to like become a school teacher or a uh, oh, no. plumber or welder? <laughs> no, 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 no. We were going to save those people. <laughs> no, but there was, there was always a big group that would turn out for that, that would want to dedicate their lives sincerely. And it was all sincere, but that was the emphasis 
on on those weekends usually was um you know first night salvation second night speaking in tongues third night we're all going to go into ministry that was well what did everybody else who was sitting in the pew that didn't feel like they wanted to be that but they wanted to go into medicine or or banking or or they wanted to start a business where did they just sit in the in the <laughs> pew or whatever and and have to feel like a, a backslider back there because they didn't go forward for I don't that? No, I was always up front, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so at, when did that start changing in your view? Because you said you don't believe that anymore. So when did that no, change? Um, it probably changed when I was in high school when I realized that some of those same people that were up front clearly should never be in ministry, should never pastor people. So I was like, okay, this formula is not for everyone. Um, I knew I was called into the ministry. I didn't quite know what that was going to be, but I knew I had a, a gift for singing and was raised in a pastor's home. I, I told God I'd be anything but a pastor's wife. <laughs> I'm a pastor's wife. Um, so probably high school, definitely college. College, I, I had a broader slice of people who were sincere Christians that weren't necessarily going into the ministry. And that's where I definitely had a broader view that, you know what, they're just as much a Christian as I am. <laughs> and they can touch people right where they're doing what they're called to do. So yeah, high school, I think I started to broaden that uh, perspective. Okay, so next, next. Well, I guess I've asked more than three questions here, but Ask whatever. Me as many as you Another like. question: <laughs> Where in the Bible or the New Testament um, do you think the subjects addressed? I mean, when you think about the Bible and whether or not someone would draw these kind of conclusions from the teaching of Scripture, is there anywhere you go that that um, either confirms or rejects kind of that uh, idea that? If you're a sincere Christian, you're going to be, devote your life primarily to some form of, of part-time or full-time Christian ministry or mission. Where, where in the Bible do you find anything in your mind that talks about that kind of stuff? Um, the scripture that comes to mind that talks about how Christ gave different giftings to the body would be Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. So that's, that's where I would say maybe people view it as something higher because certainly a gift given by Christ that's the ultimate right so in I'll just read it real quick Ephesians 4 11 through 13 I'm gonna read the Bible ASMR just kidding I'm not going to I'll drive my husband nuts um, Ephesians 4 11 through 13 now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church the apostles the prophets the evangelists and the pastors and teachers their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Okay, but isn't that verse saying that God gave apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers to equip the saints to not go into medicine, <laughs> not go into teaching, but to do the works of service and build up the church? How? How do you get the idea that it's okay to be a doctor from that verse? Isn't Doesn't that verse kind of establish that kind of mindset that God's gift and God's plan is for Christians to do the A, B, and C? Uh, no, because it, that to me that implies there are these offices, these people who are training up a body of people. 
So the body is the larger group of people that these smaller select few are building up. So that implies that not everybody can be in this, this small, tiny group of leadership, that there has to be the actual body of Christ who then go into the world and live their mm. life. Okay, but that ver read that. What I'm particularly curious about your thoughts on is that next verse after the Apostles' Prophets. Yeah, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Okay. So they're building do, up the church. To do his work and build up the body of Christ. Did you did you get your idea as a young person that God's role for everyone was to do God's work and to build up the body, that that meant Christian ministry and missions? Or do you see God's work as something different than just professional worship leader, youth pastor, associate pastor? What Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, Since, yeah. When I was younger, for sure, I'm sure this verse was probably one of the ones that they used to help. Uh, promote the idea that ministry is the ultimate work because what could be more important than building up the body of Christ to do the ministry of Christ uh, however my older self I I have been freed in my older years realizing that everybody was created to be exactly who God called them to be which isn't always in the ministry if someone has a gift for math and sciences that is where they're supposed to be a Christian because a Christian is who you are, not what you do. So within the field that they are uniquely suited to, that's where their faith is is best shown, is doing what they were created to do. And so once we find out where our gifts and our talents are, using those to the best of our ability does glorify Christ in the best way. So you would say that when that verse says to do God's work, that God's work could be anything with with some clarifications but but, but in general it could be any kind of field Absolutely. of work or labor in in the world it's not just god's work isn't just defined as in-house church centric or missionary centric work it's it could be teacher it could be um, cooking in a restaurant it Absolutely. could Okay, so you came to a conclusion at some point that God's work is bigger than how you were, how you grew up maybe thinking God's work is, correct? Is that the umbrella became bigger than just pastor, teacher, evangelist, yes. apostle? Yes, because I learned that, that being a Christian isn't some thing I put on or some label I have attached at the back of my name. Being a believer in Christ is who I am. So therefore, it affects everything I do. So therefore, everything I do is redeemed and can glorify Christ, hopefully, in, in all I do. So the fact that I'm a good employee, the fact that I'm faithful, I show up to work, I have a good ad, all those things reflect Christ ultimately. Okay, I've got another question for you. All right. Ready. Why are you working where you're working at right now? Like what led you to that particular work? Did you feel that God was leading you? I mean, how did you determine that as a Christian, how am I going to spend full-time life? Uh, where am I going to do it? How did you end up doing that kind of work? Well, that's, that's a great question. I mean, when I first tried to enter into the healthcare industry field, I worked for um, a foot doctor and a chiropractor. Both of those didn't work out. Work out the chiropractor mainly because 
um, there were some interesting and odd things that they were into that went against my faith. And so I ended up having to quit that. But ultimately, when I got to the hospital I work at now, I heard good things about them as an industry and a business. But mostly I knew that every day they did good work for people. They helped people, body, soul, and spirit. And I wanted to know that my nine to five was making a difference in the whole of somebody as much as I could. And for me, that's where my skill set was as well. So that's why I ended up choosing the healthcare industry. Okay. Did you feel like you were being directed by God? Was there some kind of like supernatural or spiritual kind of thing? Or were you making decisions based on just your values and, and, and maybe your goals or, or the wage? I mean, you know, sometimes it seems like people have a lot of language when they're talking about what they do with their lives, like God led me here or God called me. And, and so sometimes it feels like people are led to expect they're supposed to be some kind of like other intentional mm-hmm. kind of aspect to me figuring out where I'm supposed to spend my time working. Uh, so I'm kind of curious, did, did you have any of that kind of stuff or was it more, I'm looking for a job, there's a job opening, I'm going to apply, they have my values. Yeah, so- well, for me, when I, when I was uh, just dabbling in the workforce, not full-time yet, part-time, I had worked for um, churches, I had worked for a CPA firm, an attorney, I had worked for a cabinet manufacturing position in the human resource department. I had been a bookkeeper. I had had all these different experiences in these different companies. And so I kind of knew when it came to full time and it came to settling down into a larger portion of my life that was going to be in the career field, I knew some things that I wanted and some things that I didn't want. So I applied to things that I thought would suit my skill set and then also things I could see myself working at. And I just really, I honestly left it to God. I said, God, you're going to have to help me direct me, open up the doors that you want me to go through. Give me some, some confirmations, give me some peace or the opposite. If it's definitely not somewhere that you want me to close that door or let me know. Um, I think the Lord uses more of a, uh, a compass situation. I know you've used that analogy before than an actual roadmap or direction line by line. Um, I just trust that he is going to make it known to me if there's a place that I, and if it's silence, I'm going to keep walking forward. (laughs) So ultimately where I decided to work, I had done research and heard good things about it and the skill set matched mine and I'm not there for the pay because that didn't start off so great at first, but the values lined up and I feel good at the end of the day that I've made a difference. Okay, great. Uh, last question. What's the hardest challenge for you uh, being a Christ follower in the work that you do? So the work that I do recently, our company came under Providence uh, St. Joseph, which is a huge healthcare um, company. They are Catholic based. So their Christian values are very much in, in every missional statement that they have. So as far as there being, uh, he, you know, conflict with my faith in the workplace itself and the day to day, I don't really have that. Where I find the biggest challenge for me 
is the demands of my job um, take a lot of my energy. So finding the reserves for other areas of interest or ministry after the 40 hours a week is uh, a constant struggle to balance the work life and work ministry scales. Uh, so for me, the biggest thing is the demands of the job on me and trying to keep those in check with what I feel I'm supposed to do for ministry, for family, uh, and for just enriching my own soul. That's, that's the hardest part for me because you can do good and do it so much that it actually becomes a detriment because you don't have those margins that you need. Okay, great. That's, that's some great insight. Thanks for sharing your story with us, Leela. You're welcome. Good to be here. That's it for the Pulpit and Pew podcast. Thanks for listening. On the next episode, we will be interviewing Kevin Longmire, who runs a CrossFit gym in Spokane, Washington. And we'll be talking to him about his journey from uh, determining whether or not to be a church planter or uh, going into business and everything involved with that. He's currently one of the pastors at New Community and has a lot to talk about in this whole on, on this whole subject. So we'll be seeing you at the next podcast.